0: Hi guys, welcome to episode one of This Is Womanhood. I can't believe that I'm finally releasing this because it just feels like it's been so long in the making, but we are ready to go. So, this is episode one, and no better way of kicking it off than with an interview that I did with the amazing Samara Morris. She is such a goddess, and you should hear her story, which you're about to if you listen to this podcast. Um, she's just been on an incredible, incredible journey. She had an accident, a freak accident, where she was told she'd never walk again, which is just mind-blowing. And so we talk a lot about that and about her recovery after that, so about her physical recovery, but also we go a lot into the mental side of it and how even when she thought she was recovered, there was a lot of work to do on that on that side of things. So we talk about depression anxiety and mental illness quite a lot as well, but she's just really fascinating and so much amazing insight based on her journey and, and the experiences that she's had. Sam's also an incredible photographer, so we delve into that side of things and we talk a lot about retouching. So her views on retouching and you know this world of social media where the life that and the persona that we project out there is actually quite different to what goes on behind closed doors. And just the disconnect, the harm that that disconnect can cause. So we talk about that, which I think is such a relevant topic right now because people are retouching their photos left, right and centre online, which I understand, but it can also cause harm to people. So yeah, we talk about that, which I think is really interesting. And yeah, there's just so much wisdom in there. Sam is now a coach for women, so you'll get all of her details of how to contact her and work with her because she's got a lot to share with the world and she's gonna do some amazing things. She also runs a brand called Artogi which is a lifestyle brand. She sells yoga mats with the most beautiful artwork. If anybody's seen my yoga mat then they will know how beautiful they are because I've got one of Sam's mats and yeah it's she's really building that to not just be about the yoga mats but about a whole lifestyle. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. I'm sure that you will and I'll see you on the other side. So we will get started. Welcome to the Womanhood Podcast, Lara. Oh, it's so nice. I'm so <laughs> glad that you agreed to do this. Like, I feel so grateful that you, oh, thank you. braved the freezing cold <laughs> in London. Like, it's literally snowing today in London. So, well done, and thank you for coming. Pleasure. Um, Thanks for having me. So, yeah, there's just so much to talk about. Obviously, just what we were talking about before we started recording. Like, I didn't even really know half the stuff that you're doing now. There's just so, so much going on um so when I one of the first times I met you was in Ibiza yeah. when I'd just had Malachi when he was really young um those pictures that you took of him are just amazing mm. like they're still just some there's still some of like my favorite pictures of him are just Aww. so so gorgeous that was amazing <laughs> um so that was kind of four years ago now and I remember at that time you were just starting your Artobi brand yeah um which obviously we'll talk about more so kind of since that time and when you were starting Autogi, Where's Artogi? Can you just explain a little bit about what Artogi is and kind of the journey that you've been on with that?
1: Sure. So, for me, when I moved to Ibiza, I think when you came out, it was like, I've been about a year maybe. No, if it was four years ago, it would have been just around the time of my accident. My accident was five years ago. Okay. So, it was been, yeah, about a year later Mm -hmm. that I managed to get to Ibiza. And um, Ibiza, for me, that space was like the sanctuary, you know, and it was just incredible, like that kind of environment where you just go and you just feel like amazingly safe and creative. and... Mm just having artogi born there was amazing in itself because that was like my creative space and then Mm. artogi was born from that and originally it was art for yogis right and how art for me has always been a therapy so as a photographer taking pictures like when you're in that space it's just like totally like you zone out and you don't think about anything else which is obviously a good thing because you can't think about two things at the same time you know so Mm. that for me was incredible and having you know, the, Artogi being born there. Like it was so simple. Like one day I just had a yoga mat there with a piece of art that I wanted to the flatten. And I was like, why didn't that just go on there? Like why are there no oh, yoga mats yeah. that have like why don't they look beautiful? You know, why are mm. they always so plain? So that's how it was born. Like that's how it started. And then it g- gave me something during my recovery to really focus on as well mm. and to to heal. Obviously with my body I was still in my metal cast for a long period of time. And My, you know, my body was healing, but my mind, as I later figured, hadn't really healed that Mm. well at all. So, for me, Artogi gave me something to really focus on and grow with. Um, So, yeah, that's what, when he would have come out, that would have been about literally the baby stage of her growing and starting. Mm. Um, And we're now... Five years.
0: Five years later. Yeah, for four years. Four later yeah, later, five
1: yeah. years since my accident. Four years. Yeah, since our togi. Yeah. So
0: just to kind of give people listening a little bit of idea about the accident yeah. and what kind of started that journey. Yeah. So do you want to talk about that a yeah. Bit?
1: yeah sure. Okay. So yeah, five years ago I went um, on holiday to Sri Lanka uh, for a break and um, ended up getting uh, four breaks in my spine in a oh, <laughs> nice. in a wave in Sri Lanka. Um, and yeah, I mean it was. At the time, it was obviously the worst thing that could have happened, Mm. and it really, you know, I was told that I wouldn't be able to walk, and I lost all sensation, like, under the wave, and... It was
0: just a completely freak accident Just a freak accident, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I wasn't surfing or anything, I was literally just swimming, and I was, like, up to here in Mm. the water, and, yeah, just a freak wave came out of nowhere and just dropped me on my neck, Um, Mm. and luckily, actually, I'd been doing a lot of yoga beforehand, and, like, had been strengthening my neck, which... If they said, had I not have done, I would have snapped my neck and I would have died. So, in a way, yoga had actually saved me even before I even knew. Um, And, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was one of those things where it doesn't feel like it's actually happening. Mm. But when I was underneath the water and I heard the cracks and I remember thinking, oh, my God, like, what part of it, what part of me is breaking? Mm. Because I didn't know, but I heard it. And then when I came up, just... Like, I was just totally, like, my arms were up here, my chin was, like, to the side, and I could only, like, kind of communicate with my eyes. And all I... My ex was with me at the time, and he ran up because I was choking, because I'd pretty much drowned as well. I'd had this voice underneath the water say to me to stand up. Mm. I know that it hurts, but stand up. And I just managed to get myself up enough to get some air. Mm. Otherwise, I would have drowned, because I think I'd been under the water for such a long time. Oh my goodness. Um, and, yeah, like, I was very lucky, because two SAS guys were on the beach at the time, and they saw me ran to the edge of the water my ex was obviously screaming um he thought I was joking being like oh I got hit by a massive wave and I like, couldn't breathe and he starts oh, whacking really? my back and because I was winded, all I managed to say was shade and that was the last thing and then basically I like, just lost all feeling in my body entirely and I could only communicate with my eyes um and I just remember kind of being pulled up the beach and there's all these people around me and just being feeling like in another world almost because I couldn't move and that feeling the biggest fear was the fact that not that I wasn't able to move again or that I might be able to walk or I couldn't move my body but the fact that I was trapped in my own mind Mm. that was the most terrifying fact for me and that I remember it so clearly thinking because I wasn't in a really good space when I'd gone away either with my in my head I, I was very stressed I was feeling quite depressed I was stressed with work and yeah that having that moment of like oh my god I'm gonna be stuck in this space like a prisoner in my own mind yeah. oh my god, and it was imagine. that was the most terrifying yeah, thing yeah. and he just I remember him putting my arms down and the sun was like glaring on my face and I could just see kind of all these people around me and he just said to me right is yes left is no and that's he can, can you feel this I remember him putting down my arms and me just going no no with my eyes and just tears just like running down my face and just it's, I can't describe the fear like it's just yeah. another level yeah, of fear yeah, because yeah. I remember hearing the cracks and that's when I then realised that it, it, it was my back because like or oh, it could have been my leg or something but yeah, i knew really. like because it was it felt like it was near to my head like i could hear it right, if that okay. makes sense yeah, rather yeah, yeah, than yeah. hearing like a leg yeah, break so, or yeah. an arm break yeah, yeah. so yeah that was my my accident
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. so i mean like how how what were the steps of sort of coming back from that
1: well um, it, it took me I basically, they misdiagnosed me. First of all, they said I wouldn't walk. I went to the Sri Lankan hospital. I waited three hours by the side of the road to oh get picked goodness. up yeah by like the one ambulance the ambulance then came and picked me up it was like a bus we went around and like we picked up other people en route like the oh guy had like a head injury he was like dripping with blood sat on the end of my bed and I'm like still I can't move and I'm just like well what the hell's going yeah, on
0: just the fear <laughs> it's, it is like literally unimaginable it is yeah, yeah it's
1: like a scary movie, movie it, yeah. but you're in it
0: yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean the fact that you can laugh about it now like oh my goodness <laughs> like uh yeah. and then remember just getting taken to the hospital and they, for religious reasons my ex wasn't allowed to come into the ward with me so he had to wait outside and I remember just being lying there sitting in my bikini still covered in sand and in Sri Lanka like the family might not bring you know bedding and food and water and whatnot and I just remember kind of being thrown around with the x-ray machines and just thinking God if I haven't got a, you know, an injury before I definitely do now mm. you know that type of thing. And the doctor coming in with an x-ray, holding it upside down after waiting for hours, which felt like an eternity, holding it upside down and then looking at it again. And then being like, he was holding it all the way around. And then they basically saying, no walk. And I like, looked at me as if to be like, I'm really sorry. And then just walked out. Oh and I remember just lying there being like, and you're on your own I'm then. totally on my own. And I had this fan above my head. I mean, it's like Sri Lankan Hospitals so is not the yeah, kind of place yeah, you really yeah. want to be in and this fan above my head that looked like it was going to come off on onto me, which you'd be terrified in any situation, let alone when you can't move, and you you think that you're paralyzed, so yeah, and I just, something inside of me just, it was like I had this voice to say to me, just surrender, like surrender Mm. to the now, like that's, you can't do anything about this situation, and the fear that I had, and the, the, the despair when I was told that, that uh, it suddenly just switched like I just switched it as if to be like I surrendered to what I'm being told now and that's all that like I have to accept it and when I surrendered to it I suddenly felt this ultimate peace like I just it was like this wave of just calmness came over me and after then I, I have such little memory from it because I just feel like I either I went into a really deep form of meditation or something but no one came in and gave me shit There's of drugs or anything like that I just suddenly remember this feeling of like surrender mm. surrender to the now like mm. when you let go of that like you can't change what's happened you've got absolutely no control about what's happening now mm. you've got no control about what's going to happen in the future because you don't know all you can do is surrender to now wow. and that really you know I've got the power of now tattoo on my back oh, and really? I've had it for like did you like, have it
0: before that? I did oh, yeah okay. and actually
1: weirdly enough where the breaks are is like where my tattoo is Oh my goodness. yeah <laughs> so wow. it's kind of quite crazy on that front and I'd always had that, you know, when I read that book, The Power of Now, Yeah, it's a it had book. such a profound effect mm, yeah. on me. And I went out and I got, literally as soon as I finished the book, the next day I got this massive tattoo that's like this big on my back. Mm. And for, it's funny because for years i kind of forgotten about it, you know, even though it made so much to me back then when I was going through a difficult time. And then suddenly it was like the universe was like, remember, this is what you believe so passionately about. And now that you're going through this really hard time, the power of now, that's what you have. Yeah, that becomes your practice. That becomes yeah. the practice. That becomes your religion almost, you know. Mm. That, and that, for me, is that's been such an important part of this journey is, is being in the now and accepting what is. And yeah. that's, I think, with my depression, with anxiety, with all that thing, You just having that, and it sounds so simple, mm. but it really does help. Just surrendering to, to what is. Yeah. And then that fear is just like because you it's control ultimately, isn't it? Depression, mm-hmm. anxiety, OCD, all these things that we suffer with is because we're trying to control a situation. When you take out of the control of that situation, you surrender,
0: mm.
1: you don't have anything to worry about because you're not trying to control it. Yeah. So yeah simple but effective
0: yeah,
1: very powerful. yeah. <laughs> yeah. so I powerful got a bit sidetracked with that one so inspiring so then was getting back to the UK um was quite challenging and I they didn't think I'd make it I basically came back to the landed in the UK landed at Gatwick and they'd because they thought I had a hairline fracture after they basically told me okay you're not going to walk then it was like oh no you will walk and you've got a hairline fracture they put right. me on, it in, a, in a wheel told that in Sri Lanka right, right, and they yeah. gave me a bag of medication and I was totally off my head on, on meds mm. and in a wheelchair so like my ex and I had to make our own way back like to the airport for like oh, three my days oh
0: goodness
1: yeah so as we're literally in flight, we're coming back to the UK and as I land, I got into serious complications. I think my body had just like, my mind had been so strong to get me back to the UK, like I knew I had to get back, mm. that I just, it was like so strong that my mind, that when I then got back to the UK, it was just like, ugh, like yeah. my it was just too much, like really? it, everything was just too much. Um, and this is kind of condensing it quite a lot with the, with the journey, but yeah, and then I, I basically had a big ambulance booked and a small ambulance by chance, by by accident, the insurance company had booked a a big ambulance. Luckily, thank God that they had, um, Mm. because when I got there, I got into serious complications. They had to cut off my uh, leather jacket and I was basically stabilised on the tarmac for two hours before they'd even be allowed to move the ambulance. And then I got rushed to Red Hill because I didn't think I'd make it to London and I got put on a ward with all women and this is the amazing thing this ward was all women and it was the one that didn't have a tv in Mm. and this ward it was something so magical about it like some of these women were on their last like days of their lives and we just built this amazing kind of community for the I think I was in there for about eight weeks in total Oh
0: really?
1: but we they just I mean they wrote me this amazing book after but they saw my whole journey and we just spoke so much in that element of sharing you know Mm. and listening and and I just felt so like the universe had put me in that space, you mm. know, for a reason. Like yeah. not any other ward because, you know, that had guys in it or whatever. Like, on yeah. a TV, and everyone was a bit silent. And no one got on, and even the nurses would come in and be like, "This ward has just got something to it. Like, wow. it's got a magic here, yeah, you know." Yeah, okay. And it was. It was. It was incredible. My, my mum, bless her, slept by my bedside for like that whole time, oh and refused to go. She became matron for the ward, and oh. yeah, it was just. It was a very difficult, challenging time, but. Through that period, I literally meditated every day and visualized walking, like visualized it so strongly because there was a week when I got back to the UK that they thought, when I actually got wielded, they thought I'd broken my neck and they couldn't believe, they they couldn't understand how I'd been allowed to fly in that in that mm-hmm. state okay, yeah. and they couldn't believe that I'd actually managed to physically get back on my yeah, own in that yeah. state, like it was just like, just what, this unheard of, yeah, there, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, when I basically came into the hospital, they then... Um, just said to me, Yep, yeah, you know, she hasn't broken her neck. I had a week of waiting to find out if I'd walk again. So, being told, You're not going to walk, you're going to walk, you're not going to be to walk, you're going to walk, so messing my, oh my mind. It's just like, Oh my yeah. God, what? Um, to then, yeah, waiting for a week to find out that I was going to walk again. And during that time, I remember just. Um, I wanted to get out of London anyway because I, I kind of been planning that before the accident happened, but just as a space to go to, like come back and forth to London from, and that place was Ibiza. So that yeah. place that you saw, mm. that you came to stay at, yeah. was I'd actually seen that and got, a friend of mine was like, look, babe, I found this incredible space. I know that you've obviously had a really, horrific accident happened are you still interested mm. and I was like yes but obviously it's gonna take a lot longer for me to be able to get there now but what is the space I'm interested to see and the first picture that gets sent through is that angel holding the shell wow. in the wall yes. and I, as soon as I saw it I was like that's my space that's it, that's yeah, it. Yeah. that is the sanctuary mm. and just looking through it and the fact it was owned by two you know eccentric artists and I don't know if you remember but all the the artwork was of like um, goddesses
0: and yeah it? it was all of goddesses oh, and the cherubs yeah, and the angels yeah, and it had that, that real yeah, feminine yeah, and the massive I've got that picture that you took of me with um, Malachi I think I'm naked holding Malachi yeah, in front I've of I've still that. got it on my phone I looked oh, it before I came yeah, here I yeah. love that
1: picture it's amazing it's, so it's nice. gorgeous. it just had that magic didn't it that yeah, it space did, like, yeah. it was another, another level um, and so, yeah, like that whole thing, even like the, the painting above my bed that they'd drawn, that the two artists who owned it had drawn, mm. was this like goddess holding like a baby in her arms, oh, you amazing. know, like with the wings and yeah, things. It was yeah. just, and that Such for an me. Yeah, exactly. And just as soon as I saw that, I was like, just visualized being able to walk and be in that space and being healing mm. and being there. And that that's what was my goal, you mm-hmm. know. And I think it's so important when you're going through a difficult, challenging time to set a goal. Yeah. So you have something. You're still being present. You're still living in the now, and yeah. But you still you're working towards something. Like what is it? What's your purpose? What are you waking up for in the morning? Mm, you know what's yeah. really making you tick. Yeah. And that's something that it's easy to lose when you get kind of depressed and whatnot, and you get low. It's easy to forget that, and it just seems like the future's quite bleak. Mm-hmm. So that's a really important part for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then it's, I had on Valentine's Day two weeks later. When I literally took my first steps, and the doctors were like, "It was like incredible, like how that oh, right. happened." So it was two weeks, two was weeks after, wow. break, yeah, breaking my back. Um, yeah, so it was kind of that was pretty full on. Um, mm, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> definitely <laughs> Just a little bit. It. Yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, my goodness. Yeah. Um, so then, so you found yourself in Ibiza then, and so what were you? Um, what were you doing for work and everything at that point? Mm. Kind of before the accident, and then.
1: So for work, I was, at the time of the accident, I had a pop-up shop business, oh, your okay. business, yeah, that I then, at the same time as my accident, lost. Oh, okay. So I, after so after my accident happened, I basically, yeah, two weeks later, I took my first steps, which was incredible, the fact I'd managed to manifest doing that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I was in, like, bed rest for then quite a long time yeah, after yeah, that, yeah. Cause it was like, right, you've done it, you've showed that you can walk, like, yeah. you know, you need to kind of lay back down again, which... It was fine, but that feeling of being kind of stuck laying down for such a long mm. period of time was definitely very challenging. Because when you when you're laying flat for such a period, long period of time, like your body actually stops working because your body needs right, gravity yeah, to work. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of element of it is um yes, yeah, it's so difficult.
0: There's so many, different, There's so many human, different things, yeah. exactly.
1: So as soon as I was better, I basically um, flew to Ibiza, still with my my cast on and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I lost my business that I built with a friend of mine and split up with my boyfriend and had my back broken so I was physically emotionally like mentally like just broken in Mm. every which way and that feeling of like I definitely hit rock bottom and even though I'd just gone through this horrific ordeal with my back and my accident it was like the surrounding stuff that then happened in my personal life as well like Mm. on top of that Mm. and at the time I remember I remember feeling like at the time it had broken me and, yeah, I didn't want to admit to it because I was like, no, you know, I'm not. I've, I've walked again. You know, I've done this. I'm not going to let, you know, my heart break or the fact I've lost my business or these things. That's so, it should be so menial. But mm. the problem is your heart is like, as women, like that's the biggest thing. That that's what runs us, right? Yeah. And when and when people really underestimate a heartache, mm,
0: you know, a yeah. heartbreak, yeah, like definitely.
1: it can destroy you. It Absolutely. can totally destroy you and it can break you. And so for me, that was a really difficult time because I was trying to be too strong and be like, I'm fine, I'm fine. The whole perfect thing. Yeah, it was all good. Aren't yeah. I amazing? I walked and, you know, mm. da, 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 da. And then it was like, my mind gradually over time was like, nah, we're not cool. You mm. know, your body's healed. Yeah, mm. but we're far from it. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like the mind isn't healed. Mm-hmm. And that's what then really the journey for me kind of opened up with my own journey with mental health right. because I noticed that, you know, I'd gone away on holiday at the beginning because I was suffering with anxiety, stress. I was drinking too much in the job that I was in in advertising, and that for me was like masking. Like it was just like a normal thing. You know, mm-hmm. like working in fashion, like working in advertising, it's just like well, that's you know you drink and that's a normal thing oh, for me. Yeah. But I found that it was helping my anxiety. You mm-hmm. know, having red wine would chill me out. Mm-hmm. Um, But before I knew it, like, I'd be getting home and I'd just be having, like, like a few glasses of wine, if not more, every night. And it just became a normal thing. Um, And that got more and more and more. And then before I knew it, I was like, shit, that's why I went away, you know, because I was so stressed and whatnot. I needed to have that time out. But then when I'd obviously then everything had happened as well, on top of that, I yeah though I was living in Ibiza like in this beautiful place being like why aren't I feeling happy Mm. you know like I I'm in this amazing space and yes at the time it was incredible and it healed me but as I said more of the physical physical form and the art was such an incredible thing and that was really healing for me but I hadn't looked at a lot of kind of deeper stuff that was going on for me so I realized that with regards to making myself feel happier, I need to start shooting again. Right. So that you know, looking at art therapy, like mm-hmm. getting picking up my camera, like you know, doing the shoot that we did, like yeah, being able yeah, to do yeah. that again was. So, just would you like, not
0: been doing the photography at that point? I wasn't able of accident, to, yeah, because so my been back doing it up until you went away. Yeah,
1: I right, yeah. well, I I kind of been doing bits of photography, but I'd worked in advertising, and then I had the, my pop up shop company. So I'd kind okay. of gone, I'd stopped doing my art and creating, mm. and gone into like making money mode oh, okay. and working in advertising, which is still cool and creative, but very much more focused on. I call it adulting, which you know, just right, like grown-up yeah, yeah, yeah. jobs, you, mean, you know. Yeah, and an I'm like,
0: because <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember we actually shot when when you had your your brace. I think it was been before you moved. It was when I was pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was that was like, just after your accident. Yeah, so remember you still had yeah. the brace on your back and everything. Yeah, like,
1: yeah. my yeah. Robocop look. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm funny because I go out wow. and people would look at it and they'd be like, "Is that a necklace?" I'm like, "What the big metal <laughs> thing yeah, on my neck?" Yeah. No, yeah, no. No. <laughs> oh so. so So yeah, kind of picking that up again, and just like shooting women, you know, and just being able to express myself through art and capture that beauty, and and it just realised it just reinforced for me so much about how art is so healing. Yeah, it really is like. You know, art can be in our everyday lives everywhere we look, from mm-hmm. the art of doing yoga to the art of sharing to the art of listening to the art of nutrition to, mm. to you know, all these things that, like, bring life to art, which is my Artogi strap line. And yeah. it's, it's funny because at the time when that came up, my it was like, I don't know where it came from, but it wasn't like, everyone's like, yeah, but you, you are like yoga mats, you know? And I'm like, yeah, but I always up, had a bigger yeah, vision yeah. for it, but yeah, I didn't absolutely. know what the vision was. And it's mm-hmm. taken me this amount of time to really for our togi to grow into what it is now mm. and it's taken this amount of time and not giving up with her yeah sorry kind of gone sidetracked off no, a little bit on that so but
0: it's <laughs> good. yeah, no, yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> so then you started picking up your camera again but it was a kind of like it was a different it was a different thing that you wanted to shoot then yeah a different inspiration yeah and then what direction did you go with the photography because I know kind of before we started recording we were talking about this whole idea of um, people want to be seen as perfect and social media and for you working in the fashion industry that just didn't feel right anymore so kind of how did that journey develop?
1: Yeah so after kind of I'd been able to get get better and, and start shooting again I had this thing in my mind where I loved being in Ibiza. It was incredible. And after kind of about, I think it was two years of being in Ibiza, I couldn't handle doing the winter months there. It was too cold and rainy. Mm. So I was like, what can I do that's going to make me be able to travel around the world, go to beautiful places and shoot photography? So I was like, Mm. I know, swimwear. Right. So that's what I did I basically went to Barcelona lived there for like five months went to Cape Town lived there Mm -hmm. and just traveled around shooting swimwear and it was absolutely awesome and incredible but what I realized I was doing was two things going trying to chase the sunshine and the beach and the environment thinking that that was gonna like make me happy Mm. and Moving, not being able to settle in one place. Like right. as soon as I get there, I'd get from one place to the next, and I'd be there for a little while. And then as soon as it's like the dark demons would kind of come in and be like, "We're still here," yeah, and you know, yeah, it's like yeah. wherever you are, there you'll be.
0: Exactly, that's <laughs> something, like, you can move <laughs> yeah. yourself physically. But yeah. I mean, that, like you're talking about your mindset, like you're you're always going to be in your own mind. Exactly. And you and can it distract it yourself with the sun and with things, you know, for yeah. a while. But yeah, definitely.
1: Ex- yeah, something with that. exactly. And it, that was a huge <clears> lesson <throat> for me on that <clears> front because <throat> I'd always kind of done that. I'd always been moving from one to the next and next and next and like I'm bored of that this that my attention span on things you know just yeah. in general always like that was very much who I was and I realized that I was probably that was like I was now I've learned that it's because I was I was never being able to be present you know I was always wanting mm. something else to, to distract me from mm-hmm. how I was actually feeling yeah um and then on the other side of it as well what I learned from it was there when I lost a friend of mine to suicide um, through depression and basically like comparing herself to people on social media she's a beautiful oh girl yeah. used to model and um, it was really sad and it really triggered something for me about the whole retouching thing and putting right. you know changing body images and stuff I mean it just made me feel I started doing these shoots and then it'd be the retouch elements would be like the shoot element and then the retouch side of it. So it's like two entities in itself because mm-hmm. there was so much work that was also going into the retouching side. When when I started out, it wasn't like that. Right. You know, you just took a picture and it was because you took a picture and it looked amazing, you know, yeah, whereas yeah. now it's like you have some photographers that just, they don't even actually really, you know, technically shoot that well. They put it on, you know, auto and oh, then okay. it's like raw and then they, but they're amazing retouchers. Oh, so then okay. it's like, yeah. so that whole retouching thing really like, it, you have almost like two jobs in one. Mm. So, when I started doing that I started just feeling like this real resistance so especially after losing my friends. so I was like what am I doing I'm putting out these images of women that aren't real mm. I mean yes of course they're gorgeous and they're beautiful I'm not saying they're not but it was just why should I have to be changing this or this bump here or that there or making the legs longer or this yeah, or that yeah. <clears throat> and yeah and I just every shoot that I did it became more and more resistance and that started triggering stuff for me within mm-hmm. my own self of like stepping up mm. and making a difference you know you want to see change you've got to be the change yeah. and that's what I really then that, when I came back to London I made a decision I was like right that's it I'm going to come back to London and just really look at myself and honestly, take a h- hard, good look at myself because I was not in a good space. I was drinking way too much. Again, I'd masked it. I felt like I'd hit rock bottom. I didn't know what direction I was going in. Mm. I was had a yoga brand, but I was f- so far from being holistic. It was a joke, mm. you know. And this thing of just this fakeness and this, what I was putting out on social media compared to what was actually going on behind closed yeah, yeah. doors, yeah. different story, you know. And just mm. then having that uh, podcast that I did, fellow Succeed, where I just embraced the power of vulnerability and just shared my journey and suddenly all these doors just opened. Like, the universe was like, well done. That's what we've been waiting for. That's what we've been waiting for. This whole journey that you've been on and this whole, like, experience is because of this. Like, you now have to put this all into something good and it comes from sharing Mm -hmm. and showing that you're not perfect and that we all, we're not all perfect, you know. I'm not saying that everyone's had my own experiences and that's fine because everything's relative, Mm. but... I had when I shared that podcast I was so terrified of putting it out and just with that judgment my unlimited self-belief of what people would think of me mm. and it was it was hard and it was really something I had to sit with and then when as soon as I did it I remember just bursting at me like it's out there now and then just like I couldn't look I couldn't even look at my Instagram or anything for days I just left it because I was like oh god yeah. you know and it was that feeling of then like the thing is not it's like the judgment and you know, like who's liked it who said what this that and that fear of like I literally felt sick and I was like wow look how much you care mm, you know yeah. and that's the thing it's like it's, it's quite incredible to think how much we we value our self-worth by what other people think Absolutely. on social media yeah,
0: social media's got a lot of I mean it's such, it's such a it's such a positive tool in so many ways but I just that you say the pressure yeah. of social media and yeah. having to be seen in a certain way and having to be, be portrayed as perfect. It's mm-hmm. just like and and the majority of it isn't even real. Yeah. You know, people are retouching yeah. their own photos. It's not even like a photographer doing it. People yeah. have just got certain apps to make themselves look a certain way. Exactly. And
1: it's, exactly. It's crazy. It is crazy. And I I mean I've heard because I'm probably I'm now in this space, it's very much in my psyche at the moment, but I mean everywhere I seem to go I hear people talking about social media and the Mm. negative effect that it's having on Mm. them and yes granted it has its benefits of when you're running a business like that's you know you can get a lot of marketing from it I I totally appreciate that but then I mean I had two girls having a conversation next to me the other day and they were talking about how this girl had her friend had facetuned some of her birthday pictures so much so to make her look like she'd lost weight, that she didn't want to see her friends in real life because she felt that they were going to judge her that she hadn't lost the weight. Oh, my goodness. And this was an actual reality for her, that she didn't want... And this is the problem. This is what happened as yeah. well to like other people that I know that yeah. have had that similar experience. And then that was where isolation comes in. You don't want to leave the house. You don't. Yeah. And the other thing I heard someone say is, wow, you look so different in real life. This is what we're getting to. We're yeah, getting to these yeah, worlds yeah. where we're going to have real life
0: yeah exactly you and me here yeah and then
1: this our online, online profile yeah. where that's not even real and yeah. this persona that people are putting out and, and then they to
0: like live up to that like you say yeah so, like I'm not gonna leave the house because people will think yeah I've exactly yeah play. it's just it, it's crazy it is crazy and younger and younger people as well like that's a big thing that I've been seeing that like you know on social media such young beautiful girls feeling this pressure to look yeah. a certain way like when we were young we didn't have that pressure and even no. being a young girl you've got to like navigate through all of the hormonal changes and puberty and yeah, like all yeah. the pressures of being a girl anyway. exactly being, just being young it's hard but enough now as it is social, exactly <laughs> yeah. on social media I'm like yeah I can't even imagine how like bad it must be and how difficult it and must also be. that
1: attachment that we have so I just went to look for my phone and I don't have it great <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but that attachment that we have to our phone and it's It's totally like we're not being connected. Yeah, you know, we're not being connected when we're being distracted. We're looking at that that thing is just basically discon like it's a discontinuation of us. Generally, Mm. half the time, isn't it? Mm. And if you're constantly online doing selfies, putting like stories out, you're not being present in the now. Mm -hmm. And what I spoke about earlier is like that main thing of being now, being present, being connected to source at this moment. That's Mm. not being on that phone.
0: Yeah, exactly. And when
1: you're there scrolling mindfully through, like you're just literally detaching yourself from yourself Mm -hmm. to this phone to this electronic device and I've really noticed for me now if I'm feeling like I'm feeling a bit wobbly or unbalanced the first Mm. thing I'm like phone Right. Away, yeah, yeah, airplane yeah. made, off, whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. I've got a flip screen on mine now because I don't even like having the light like interfering with me. I will yeah. check my phone when I need to. Yeah, Generally so half true. the time I have my notifications off.
0: Yeah. Phone
1: calls, if it's urgent, people know to call me. Mm. That's it. Because mm. it's just got so much, you know. Yeah, if it is. I, it's
0: become an addiction. It's yeah, it an yeah. addiction for people. Like yeah. you just pick it up. You might have two seconds later you pick it up again. You yeah. nothing's even on yeah. there. It's just become such a habit. Yeah. And like you say, it disconnects you even from the people who you're around. You know, like I see people. Out at dinner yeah. on the phones that like you're not even interacting yeah. in the real world yeah exactly it's such a strange thing social media mm. just in general isn't it really it? is like, I'm
1: from le- le- leading on from that is mm-hmm. I set up a I'm just done a, like a neuroscience coaching degree as well that was my other thing that I came back to London for right. so when
0: did you come back to
1: London so I came Sorry. back to London in July right okay. yeah July and it's weird. It seems like a lifetime ago that I came back, and I'm like, yeah, it, it was like July. Yeah. So much. Yeah. How you fit it on the last like, few years? Oh, what? <laughs> um, and the, my domain is um, thepowerofinfection.me, right? And I love that because first of all, I found thepowerofinfection.com was gone, mm. um, and then I was like, thepowerofinfection.me. I was like, that's even better. That's perfect. And it mm. is because the, my clientele of the women that I'm but I'm working with now are there. You know. Grade A, high achievers, always want to be perfect. A kind of addictive personality, whether it's OCD or whatever it might be. Artists, creative, amazing at what they do. And, and it's just that whole kind of sphere that we're in of these incredible women that we're surrounded by that just t- puts too much pressure on ourselves, mm. trying to be perfect. Yeah. And the thing is, with social media, that is like one of our biggest thing that Absolutely. thrives on that. Yeah. Exactly. So one of part of my coaching practices is a big element of it is just continue like disconnection from your phone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and the retreats and whatnot that I'm going to have coming up is very much about leave the phone, like put it in the box. Yeah. Like, exactly. We are yeah, literally being present big right thing. now.
0: Thing. Yeah. You know, definitely.
1: like no phones, no selfies, no social. Or, like leave yeah. it and it's funny like you see people's reaction to when you're like phones away like put them on airplane mode or put them over there and it's like oh, but but what if I'm you know what if there's emergency it's like wait when you're on a flight someone can't get hold of you you know yeah, and
0: it's like exactly. but it's that the body emergency yeah emergency.
1: and that body going oh no I need it
0: I need yeah, it and attachment it's yeah yeah and... it's quite scary really yeah definitely and like you say that kind of connection to your phone shows the lack of connection in other parts of your life. So any addiction really is a mm. kind of lack of connection. 100%. So it's kind of like, where's that coming from and how yeah. can we focus on that and the, the source of it rather mm. than just masking it with all of these things yeah. and, and addictions to, to any number of other things. 100%. You know? There's really, I'm reading a book at the
1: moment called Lost Connections oh, okay. and it's so interesting. It's about you know addictions and how mm. ultimately addictions it's not it's about actually yeah it's about not having that connection it's Mm. not it's feeling you know a lot of addictions come from loneliness yeah loss of connection with source feeling of being an outsider feeling of hopelessness feeling you know and it's all based around connections Mm. and um they did a, I think it was in Portugal, I'm not sure, don't quote me on the facts, but they did a research into Portugal of how people, instead of the with people who were struggling with addictions, instead of all the money that they were pumping into punishing them and putting them in jail and whatnot, they actually put the money into building workshops where they could actually connect with other people, mm. where they could get help for getting jobs, so they could, you know, really like actually supporting them and connecting with them. Mm. And now their issues with addictions and uh, drug dependency is like, dropped by about 50 percent wow yeah and now they Should, don't even have a problem with not, it because they changed their approach exactly yeah. and
0: there's just not that support for people. yeah exactly um i mean obviously that's kind of what you're doing now <laughs> so yeah talk a little bit more about that so kind of your like what the direction that our going in and obviously with your coaching and the circles that you run um have those developed over the last few months and which direction do you see yourself going in with those?
1: Um, so, yeah, for me, it's with the looking at art as therapy. Mm-hmm. Art to is very much the message. It's like a creative lifestyle brand for a better mindset mm. um, and then bringing life to art, like I mentioned before. So, But looking at the kind of three key areas, mm-hmm. speaking back to my little necklace, but like with the mind, the body and the soul mm. and how, you know, you... To, to be in balance you have to have those three key things in balance mm. and even if one of those falls out like the rest go wobbly and that's when you start feeling like oh yeah. um for me you know with regards to the minds like my morning meditations my mindfulness to the body to you know I used to work out really hard and do my HIT classes and be like oh if I'm not in agony and sweating nose and I haven't done a workout make sure my heart rate was like through the roof which actually is just raising my cortisol raising my stress raising my anxiety which triggers mm. my depression which right. means I don't okay. sleep you oh, know okay. so these yeah. things when actually slow it down slow your heart rate down mm. do more yoga do more resistance swim long walks mm. calming music things that's actually going to make your body okay. calmer
0: yeah.
1: cutting out sugar all these things that I've just gone and documented mm-hmm. which has been for my journey what's helped me so mm-hmm. I'm now building these into plans as part of my coaching practice with women I'm Amazing. calling them the phoenix plan right. so that they can look at all three key areas in their life yeah And then they'll get weekly coaching by me as well. So it's like a 12-week plan. This is like one of the kind of options with my coaching element of it. And then the artogi, the workshops as well, which is very much about kind of coming offline and being connected. Because, you know, like we were discussing, that whole feeling of, there's so much stuff going on online which is great too but if you know people for raising awareness brilliant mm-hmm. like we'll listen to this on you know online and yeah, there's exactly. so that it's got yeah, those yeah, elements which those is fab things, yeah. but as and when we can like you with mm-hmm. your sharing circles it's really important I think that people and women can feel like they've got a safe space and environment Absolutely. to come and share yeah. and to come and talk about things because in my experience when <laughs> I was going through my hard time I went to the doctors and I was told you know here's some antidepressants yeah, and you can't yeah. see a therapist for mm-hmm. like six months I was like at the time, I was like, I don't feel like I've got six months. Like, I'm feeling so low. Like, yeah. and I don't want to take antidepressants. Yeah. I know that, in my opinion, it's, it's bullshit, you know? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. how, that's what led me on this journey of, of self-discovery through healing. Of Like, how yeah. can I teach myself? To, how can I heal myself? Mm. And that's what I did. That's why I spent, like, the last, say, five years now, since my accident is documenting it. And every day, writing and researching and trying this and trying that. And I tried every diet under the sun. But then I was like no i'm trying it for my body i'm doing these diets and these quick fixes that are fixing my body well if not fixing because so i you know just you lose weight and then i would put it straight back on again mm. I needed to start in my mind, I needed to go there, start with that, Mm. and then everything else falls into place, you know, your mind is so powerful.
0: So that was kind of your starting point? Yeah,
1: yeah, it was was like the food that I eat from the, you know, the Mm -hmm. natural supplements that I take for, you know, my fish oils, to turmeric for inflammation, because a lot of depression is caused from that, and you know, all these things that I didn't know about, and that's Mm. what I'm now teaching and teaching, helping is yeah. part of my coaching
0: plan so did you find all those things yourself just online from information and, and yeah. trial and error and just what yeah. worked for you yeah
1: like right. I read I mean Patrick Hawford's book he's got yeah, an incredible one yeah I love that book yeah, yeah. yeah. it
0: called the Optimum nutrition bible Optimum
1: nutrition bible yeah. and he's on one for the mind as well oh, so that okay. looks at all your natural supplements oh, that you have wow. for and I know now as well like with my you know taking magnesium things like that like yeah. and there's so much that we can do when it comes mm. to like you know you, you're so into all that stuff and you mm. can can mm. see the benefits of it but we don't get taught this exactly you know and this is like so these important these actually
0: empower us like yeah. you say you just goes
1: to the doctor yeah just give you pills yeah and it's and generally like when you have for women like our biggest triggers are hormones mm. you know when you have hormone imbalance that's when the the mind starts going a bit mm. funny because it's those hormones are so powerful yeah. and i know for me like the week before my period i'm like and I know what I need to up, I know what I need to lower, you know, all these yeah. things, and it's like, but that's taking that time of balancing it and getting it right, and my biggest one with cortisol, so I was, because I was a highly stressed person and quite anxious, always like trying to be perfect, wanting to succeed, next, 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 mm. my cortisol levels were through the roof, and the cortisol is the stress hormone, and the stress hormone, which is, found in red meats and whatnot it's obviously when the animal dies as you know about and then you're then eating that so Mm -hmm. when you're highly stressed your cortisol levels are through the roof which is a main trigger for anxiety and depression and for insomnia and that actually causes excess weight and excess fat around your middle area around like your abdomen area Mm. around your liver so when you actually slow down and also the sugar when your insulin drops you then when you get an insulin spike, that cortisol level because it's like the fear state, isn't it? So mm. all of these correlation between the two, so your sugar and your cortisol levels just make play such a big impact. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at balancing those out, which is what the plans that I'd be doing for women is, you suddenly notice and you're like, wow! And I wasn't even changed. I wasn't. It wasn't like I had to really try really hard. I lost four kg in body fat alone mm. in twelve weeks, and that wow. was just from balancing Balance, like my yeah. sugar course, and like the water retention in my body when like all these things cellulite mm-hmm. like all these things like toxins in my body suddenly was like Plastic ah, just went, and it was yeah, yeah. not to say it was easy, but it was wasn't mm. like I put myself with this really hard training yeah, it's regime. And,
0: softer way, softer yeah. approach, rather than right. Okay, if you don't like yourself, let's work hard exactly. in the gym and, yeah.
1: yeah, you know, go hard or go home. Yeah, exactly. And it, that was always my mentality okay. very much. And like, yeah, I had personal training sessions with a friend of mine who was great mm. because again, it's having that. You know, for me, I, I do enjoy my my weight training as well as doing yoga, yeah. but. I wasn't doing hardcore cardio all the time. Like I used to run so much and put my body, yeah, and it was really like like a stress thing that I was always doing. Like instead of being like, be kind to yourself, it was like, oh, no, let's just work really hard and punish yourself. And if you're not aching the next day, then you haven't done it properly. And it was like that that thing of when you then ache the next day, your body muscles, your body craves carbohydrates, it's Mm. craving sugar all these things, right. and when I then cut out the booze, which we discussed about earlier, and I then my sugar cravings were huge, and it was like, hang on, there's a real correlation here between the red wine and sugar. Oh, yeah, because red wine is full of sugar. Mm. So when I cut the red wine out of an evening, I'd find myself just like craving Haribo or any kind right. of sweets. Yeah. And I noticed in my diet before that I was thinking I was being super healthy, having loads of bananas, having mangoes, having pineapples, when actually that's spiking my sugar, spiking my insulin, raising my core and then running really fast as I think oh, I've had a banana I want the energy mm. and all I'm doing is asking my body to be like this right, on yeah. high performance mode all the time okay, when yeah. actually all it wants to do is just chill mm. you know yeah, yeah chill and process and like go on a more balanced thing yeah. so I think as you get older as well like especially for you know I'm 35 in June and having you know being kinder and slower to the body like my bones and my joints yeah. they're not what I used to be without something you're an about lady no, it's true you know? it's true I Absolutely. feel like you need to look yeah. after yourself
0: all yeah. the way through you know otherwise you're going to regret it later exactly it's so important like um I've been looking a lot more into like restorative yoga yeah. and yin yoga yeah. and things recently like I don't teach those but I, I do like my own personal practice is much slower than yeah. it used to be especially since yeah. I've been doing like pregnancy yoga training yeah. and things like that we learn a lot about restorative yoga because it's so important to mm, rest mm. you know people don't take the time to rest because like no. you say you get an hour to work out and it's like right I want to work out to hit the gym yeah. I want maximum yeah. performance yeah and then you think okay so wh- where's the motivation for those things coming from is it because you want to be able to look a certain way to then post on social media so it's this like yeah. vicious kind yeah. of cycle I mean I know obviously exercise makes people feel good but yeah actually like you say about these cortisol levels, if you're not in balance, how good do you actually feel in the mind, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then that has a knock-on effect on your body and everything, yeah. so it's all kind of interlinked. Um, so in terms of your your diet, I know you've kind of touched on it a little bit, yeah. how's that changed to being in in, that, in this more sort of holistic way now and, and kind of reducing the cortisol? What does your sort of diet look like now? Is it more kind of intuitive eating?
1: Um, yeah, it's a lot of intuitive eating, but also looking at because now I've kind of I've got a routine so mm. the plans that I put together with my nutritional plans um so one of the big things that I had is um in the morning is that my um, apple cider vinegar hot water lemon mm. having that first and foremost because that's really good and it Putting some like pink Himalayan salt in with it because yeah. that kickstarts your adrenal glands. Mm-hmm. So that's always really helpful with the cortisol levels as well. And it basically is just, you know, the benefits of apple cider vinegar. It's incredible. So mm-hmm. having that first thing in the morning, yeah. letting that sit and I'll do some meditation. Like my morning practice is super important. I kind of always involve that around my food as well. Mm-hmm. So like my morning practice will be having my hot water lemon, apple cider vinegar, a pinch of Himalayan salt in the morning. Whilst I'm having that, I'm letting that settle. I'll do my meditation, write three things that I'm grateful for I am that I am, read a, read a chapter or page however long I've got over the power of now, mm-hmm. and my Tao meditation, so I'll do, that's kind of my morning yeah. routine. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, okay, granted, we don't always have time to do it, and I appreciate that we have busy lives, but I notice when I don't make the time for it, mm. it's, I wish I had. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and yeah. even if you don't have the time to write in your gratitude book, before, you know, you get out of bed and your feet hit the ground, say three things you're grateful for, mm. it it's a mental note, And if you don't have time to write in, I am, that I am, you know, you're putting it out there to the universe. What Mm. are you, is it financial abundance you want to, is it calmness for a talk you're going to be doing, whatever it is, Mm. you know, putting it out there, setting that intention I think is so important. Um, And then for me, I was always having so much coffee,
0: right. so
1: much coffee. I and mean, Minnie's laughed about it too. Yeah, I've had two coffees before I got in. Yeah, yeah. I was laughing and <laughs> yeah, yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. "I won't have a cacao because I'm going to be buzzing." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, that's fine. But you know, even then, accepting that and owning up to exactly. that. Exactly. You know, like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I say and to like being okay that it's sometimes I'm going to have a coffee. I'm going to yeah, want yeah. a coffee and that's fine. But I was having five coffees a day. Right. You know, generally, like mm. I'd have one, two in the morning, couple in the afternoon, and then one if I was, late, you know, tired, and that mm. would be my, I'm tired, I need a coffee, that mm. was my thing, rather than I'm tired, let's look at why I'm tired, let's up my complex carbohydrates, let's drink more water, you know, yeah, these kind of things, that yeah. so let's like, balance my blood sugar levels, mm-hmm. which I now learn, I've learned how to do, mm-hmm. so for me, switch, switching from coffee to green tea,
0: right,
1: was really important and then only having a couple of green teas in the morning or having your caffeine hits in the morning not having them throughout the day because that again is relying on your adrenal glands which is then like pushing it up sleep as well and we've a book in it called why
0: we sleep yeah. by Matthew Walker and it is just blow my mind to the importance of sleep and how coffee I think like coffee or caffeine Mm. like it has a a half life of something like 8 hours which basically means that half of it will be out your system in 8 hours it has a quarter life of 12 hours so you've still got a quarter of it in your system 12 hours later so if you have a coffee at like Ten in the morning, you're trying to go to bed at ten, and yeah. at night it's like having a quarter cup of coffee at yeah. ten at night. So yeah, of course you're not going to sleep. Exactly. You know. So yeah. It's, and, and then, but then people train their bodies to sleep on that caffeine, yeah. and then you're not getting actually like your, your deepest level of sleep. So you're not yeah. feeling rested. So then you wake up the next morning, you need a cup of coffee to get your day going again, yeah. and then the cycle just continues. Yeah,
1: it is. Caffeine is a big one, and also mm. with you know anxiety.
0: Yeah. If
1: you're feeling anxious, the last thing you want to be having is caffeine. Yeah. And it is hard, same as sugar. You know. Mm. Both of the, those two, they're like the, the devil, really. Mm. And when you cut that out, it's so difficult at the beginning. I was, I was literally laying in bed dreaming of chocolate. <laughs> like, I was, it was so, so did bad. Did you not eat any
0: like? I mean, are you talking about refined sugar there? Or are refined you about, sugars, right? yeah. yeah. And
1: yeah. then also with, yeah. Sorry, I should have gotten a bit more specific with that. So still having some sugars in your diet. So for example, like with the fruits, so, I used mm. to have. A lot of white fruits or bright fruits, mm-hmm. as they call it. So the bananas, the mangoes, the pineapples, which mm. are really high sugar fructose. Yeah. Whereas now I'll have, like in my morning shake, I'll have um, frozen blueberries, yeah. strawberries, dark fruits, lemons, mm. limes, um in my water but that's pretty much when it comes to fruit wise like I'll give myself like this is when I'm when I'm talking about now like the plans wise this is like for the 12 week plan that I'm doing and if you're kind of at the phoenix plan of like resetting yeah but now as I said like because I'm kind of at this mm-hmm. good point with it I can go and if I fancy having the banana if I want to have one I can but yeah. I won't have it before I was literally having a banana in my smoothie every day
0: yeah first yeah, thing yeah. in the morning
1: banana in the smoothie and mm-hmm. that's actually raising your glucose levels really high Um, I find
0: because at the minute I'm back on eating bananas I have like half a banana in my skin every morning um and I went through a phase of not having any bananas or any mm. kind of high yeah. high um sugar fruits and and I did feel a lot better and then yeah. when I started having bananas again I could feel such a difference yeah. and I've kind of got back into that habit but like yeah. you say it's kind of like swings around about you yeah. sort of go through two different yeah. things don't you but yeah this is definitely motivating me to get rid of the banana
1: yeah again. <laughs> yeah and just stick to your dark fruits. so it's like, yeah. um, Patrick Hawford again is the, the mm-hmm. low GI Bible. So right, looking okay. at your glycemic load index. Mm-hmm. So you know bananas are very high on the chart. Yeah. And it's again with the plans that I'm doing, it's just simplifying all of that because I know because I've gone and done this and like researched it and done myself mm-hmm. as a human guinea pig for five yeah, years. I don't yeah, expect yeah. other people to have done yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's for me. I'm the plans <laughs> that I'm doing is part of my coaching is is for women like us really ourselves mm-hmm. who've kind of been through that and I and it's also difficult I think when you had trying to I've done tried to be vegan for a long period of time and it's mm. what works for you you mm. know that's another thing is keeping that in mind again bringing back to the don't try and be perfect like yeah. don't try and copy what someone else is doing Absolutely, if it doesn't yeah. work amend it slightly tweak it but as long as you know the fundamentals mm. of being aware of of what you know these fruits can do, and mm-hmm. just seeing how how different you feel. How so you were, feel,
0: yeah, exactly. Part That's of it. it's yeah. Really, like, like with yoga, your yoga yeah. practice is just listening to your body, yeah. listening to the messages, because your body intuitively knows, exactly. but it's got being honest to what it's saying to you, yeah. and um, then taking action from that.
1: And an important part of that as well is is journaling you know because if I hadn't have journaled through this period of time I wouldn't have remembered all of this Mm, you know and there's been times and I've been like oh what was that person who spoke about this oh yeah and I literally put it into my Evernote and it comes up and then it's like there's my information you know but then also I've done throughout this journey it's like um, private YouTube videos of just talking and sharing and it's so nice to look back you know Mm. those years ago, and and just compare even how you're feeling to then like it feels partly like I'm literally a different person to that person back then who was so depressed so unhappy in herself you know and it's Mm. it's quite sad to watch some of them you know and just I'm almost like I want to reach out to that person and be like it's okay you know and that's kind of what I'm doing now and that's what my mission is to reach out to those women who are feeling like that and Mm -hmm. there is a way out you know it's it might feel so shit at the time and especially if your heart's hurting and that's the thing with this you know my kind of plan it's calling it instead of recovery because there's there is still stigma around recovery calling it phoenix mm. you know it's like you've, you've risen from the ashes and you're back stronger than ever and i think that's a really powerful yeah,
0: kind absolutely. of term yeah,
1: for yeah. it that's um beautiful. and it, yeah it's again it's like why why do we have that stigma around saying recovery you know it's funny because it's like again we're trying to be perfect everyone's meant to be perfect mm. and we're not yeah,
0: you know? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. and that's
1: fine yeah like,
0: just get, like, accept that yeah yeah amazing beautiful so um, just kind of as we're sort of finishing up the last few minutes what's your kind of future goals what direction are you headed in
1: so future goals will be to yeah continue with my coaching Mm -hmm. so I'm literally in the process of graduating at the moment so Mm -hmm. just literally bought the domain name as I said the um, powerofinfection.me putting together and putting out there my plans for women um and then our Togi very much focusing around art as therapy. So it's not just about the yoga mats now, it's very much more of a grander scheme of things. So be looking at doing events, workshops, hopefully working with yourself as yeah, well, definitely. um, and retreats and yeah. And, and vision is much kind of larger scale of, of mm. art as therapy and that how the space and the environment and teaching how to you know heal yourself really, because it's all mm. well and good. Going away on these amazing retreats and you know drinking green juices and doing incredible yoga and being surrounded by great people, but then when you come back and it's back to reality and it's like mm. then it's like within a couple of days you're like mm. yeah. the stresses and strains of everyday life that we have to get on with and mm. it's like I want to help women to learn how they can educate themselves to make themselves better yeah. through the three key areas yeah. of their life: the my body and soul. That whole kind of package it's yeah. one. So yeah, it's a. A lot to do but yeah. I'm excited about the journey yeah, and definitely. it's it like you know and our togi and my coaching now is really that was my purpose mm. you know that, that's been my purpose that whole thing that I've been through I genuinely believe is because it's led me to be here now
0: yeah. and
1: I think again going back to that purpose of what, what is it that makes you tick what makes you get up in the morning what is if you don't know what that is really spend some time to think about it. You know, is it a passion that you haven't done for ages? Is it being creative? What is it? Mm. You know, and really work on that and getting that spark back because you know life is too short. It really is too short. So yeah, I think that's the wrapping yeah. it up on that.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um just final kind of question, if um what advice would you give to, uh, you've kind of, some up anyway, but just to kind of sum up, sort of some key points, what advice would you give to women now, who are listening to this, who feel like they can resonate with your story, but then maybe, kind of a few years, where, where you were a few years ago, like what kind of key, sort of take home points, would you give to people to move forward? Key take home points, um, power of now, power living of now, in the yeah,
1: moment, yeah, yeah. Um, if you haven't read the book, read the book, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, To really look at the kind of three key areas that are in balance: your mind, your body, Mm -hmm. and your soul. Yeah, Yeah, like those those really important parts. Um, A sense of purpose. You know, even the vision boards. Get the vision boards Mm. up. Get visualizing what is your dream. What do you want? How does it feel? How does it look? Who's your Mm. perfect partner? How is it? You know, all these things. Mm -hmm. Like it's so powerful. Like setting that intention, Um, and. Yeah, I think the, the purpose side of it, just what, what, are, you, what are you working towards? Um, and I think giving back too, you know, doing yeah. things for others is a really important part, you yeah. know, just sharing and, and the power of imperfection. It's okay not to be okay mm. and stop trying to be perfect. I think it's probably round after that. Yeah, absolutely. That is a perfect way to end it.
0: So, um, if people want to get in touch with you or want to work with you, how can they do that?
1: Uh, So, coaching website is Mm thepowerofimperfection.me, and uh, the creative lifestyle brand is Artogi. Yeah. And then my photographer one is Samara Morris Photographer.
0: Yeah, amazing. It's a there. Yeah, it's such, it's beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's such yeah. beautiful photography though. Like I always love everything that you post. It's gorgeous. Thank you. So, so talented. And oh, just, it's you. so nice that I really hear your story. And oh. so much that I didn't know that you were doing now. Like so many overlaps as well with like the, yeah. the sharing circles yeah. and things like that. That just Yeah, it's really so inspiring. Such an inspiring such an inspiring mm, woman and i'm so you. grateful that you came <laughs> so here yay. to do this today and it's so <laughs> nice have thank you so much thank you <laughs> so there you go wow what an inspiring woman just listening to this podcast back is making me want to change things in my own life she's just really so amazing and going to do incredible things in this world so so grateful to Sam for being here on this podcast and I'll put all of her details in the notes so you can get in touch with her. All the things that we've talked about, any links will be underneath as well. So you can have access to all of that. If you enjoyed this episode, then please like, share, comment. Any feedback is welcome on Instagram. I am at this is Womanhood, also at Gina underscore Torres. So please do get in touch. Thank you so much for listening to episode one and I will see you in the next one.